There's a step. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. All you non-believers, disrespect us, talk crap about the defense, like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. And so, Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday, going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. Welcome into NFL Friday, Week 9 edition. Bridge Gotham here alongside Tyler Hugh, Will Talent, and guys... An interesting week of football coming up. Giants on a bye. We will have some Jets football, but first off, how you guys doing? Uh, I had about as many midterms as it gets this week. I'm a little tired, you know, but we're at the end of the week. It's time. We're, we had a lot going on this week. Trade deadline. We're going to talk about a lot about that. A lot of trades went down. A lot of premier players getting moved around the league. Um, the Giants did nada besides trading Kadarius Tony, but I'm, um, you know, feeling good. Vibes are high. Um, we're heading into bye week, so it's get a little bit of a chill week, but I'm feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, lots of trades, lots of good football to talk about, but this is the opportunity I get to say what's going on. And I got a muffin from Salt and Sesame today. I'm going to give it like a 7.3. I was thoroughly impressed wow. with how All good right. that muffin That's was. Cool, yeah. So I'm pretty fired up and I'm energized. So let's talk some football, guys. Love to hear it. Yeah, no, on my end, my first week without a midterm in like a month, so finally able to kick back, enjoy some football. We had the Texans and Eagles play last night on Thursday, Thursday night football. Some extra storylines there, obviously, with the Phillies and Astros playing in the World Series that those two cities are clashing right now. Um, Philly got the better end of the football, but Houston got the better end of the baseball. Texans kept it, I think, a lot closer than people would have thought. You know, they were... 14-point underdogs at home. Big, they covered. Right? They, they covered, right? It was 12. Ended yep. up being a 12-point yep. uh, margin. And they kept it close at the half. Uh, before we hop into the trades and Giants, Jets, and blah, 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 I want to touch on the Eagles real quick because they have started 8-0 for the first time in franchise history. Mm-hmm. And when you look at their schedule, the team with the best record that they're going to face from now until the end of the season is the New York Football Giants. <laughs> yes, sir. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Does that tell you that the Eagles can possibly run the table? Or does it tell you? I mean, it's so hard to, to go undefeated. 16 and 0 is impossible. You think they're walking to MetLife and, and beating Daniel Jones and the New York Giants? <laughs> you'd be wrong. Right. I mean, when the Patriots went 16 and 0, I mean, they couldn't win the Super Bowl. Like, it's hard to win that many games in a row. We get the extra game now with 17 and. I don't know. It's it could be interesting because the Eagles they could go seventeen and zero without facing a team with the caliber of the Bills or a Chiefs. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah I'm you want to go first. Yeah. yeah go I, at the end of the day, though, seventeen and zero is still seventeen and zero. I mean, that's I know. Yeah, I know the impressive. schedule strength is definitely a thing, but you look at this Eagles team. They're amazing. They're just so good. Right. Jalen Hurts has really Top exploded. As Sirianni a unlocked that potential. You look man. at his first year. So many doubters, so many haters. Rightfully so. He wasn't that good. Mm. Second year still had those doubters and haters, but that. That talent was so overlooked, and he he did not he didn't play that bad at all last year, and now this year he led them to the playoffs. Got him some help too this year. Got him some help. AJ Brown, Howie Roseman, and doing he what just he does. looks more improved as a quarterback. I, I'm not going to put all of the credit on getting AJ Brown and all of the weapons that came in. You got to give some credit to Jalen Hurts. I mean, this guy squats as much as his center does, so he's, he's put in the work and he's really developed himself into a, a top-tier quarterback. No, definitely. He's developed himself into a top-ten quarterback. He looks so much more poised in the pocket. His arm talents are pretty good, and he's a good thrower. I mean, people don't give him credit for throwing the ball. Look at the throws he made in, the, for example, the Steelers game. I didn't really pay like very close attention to last night's game, but he had a very efficient game. 243 yards, 21 of 27, two touchdowns. Did not make many mistakes. Really did efficient. It, did his job, exactly. And he's just a good thrower of the ball. He's a good he's a really really good quarterback and I'm I you know, I'm a Giants fan. I hate the Eagles. They're my least favorite team in football. That being said, got to give credit where credit's due. Jalen Hurts, I'm really happy for him. He's done a great job. And this Eagles team looks amazing. I mean, talk about they were without Jordan Davis last night, which, by the way, is one of the reasons why you look at the Texans on the other side, Damian Pierce, who had his coming out party last night on national television. He's having a great season. He's amazing. He's, a, I think, borderline top 10 back in the league as a rookie. He's so good. Um, losing Jordan Davis for last night is a big reason why the Philly run defense wasn't that strong. But they really don't have many weaknesses as a team. Every single level of offense, defense, their O-line's the best in the league. Their de- their offense is ridiculous. Their defense is amazing. And they, I mean, <laughs> the Saints are so bad that, and they ha- the Eagles have the Saints pick next year. They could get Will Anderson, the best player in college football. How crazy is that? I think the Eagles might be the best run organization in football. They're certainly up there for sure. And then to touch on what we've said throughout the season on this podcast, that the Giants have been winning, but... It may be ugly, but there's still wins, and I think that that also goes for for the Eagles last night. And it's funny that you can consider a 12-point margin of victory not the prettiest version of football because of how good the Eagles are as a football team. Let's talk all things trade deadline. Obviously, here in New York, there were a lot of trades, or not a lot, but a lot at the same time, a lot of trade talk. The When the Jets lost Brees Hall, they traded for James Robinson. We'll talk about that. And the Giants' only major trade was to ship off Kadarius Toney for a conditional third and a fifth, I believe. Um, Joe Shane, at least in my opinion, made the right decision to not give up too much draft capital in order to get a guy like Claypool or a guy like Judy. I mean, where the asking price was basically a second-round pick. I just yeah, think that much. it's too much. too much. And yeah. when you look at what Joe Shane did in the offseason, in his first year, first season as Giants GM, he basically hit on every draft pick for the yeah. Giants. Automatic. Obviously, Evan Neal's still developing, but Thibodeau's been great. Wandale Robinson has looked good when healthy. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bellinger, same thing. I mean, these guys are playing real well. I think he dodged a bullet. I think they said three weeks he's going to come back. Oh, really? Got I, I was looking for yeah, that. I think yeah. I saw that yeah, on Twitter. Gonna... I was like reading through. I was like, oh, three weeks? I was like, That's oh, not that God. bad. Yeah. Instead of, I thought maybe career ending. I mean, poke, game poked in the well, eye. Well, it got above go his eye. Okay. I don't know if it was actually because oh. it was a fracture. Okay. So yeah. I think it was like a, around around here. Yeah, it was the yeah. eye socket. It wasn't like actually his so eye. But no, that definitely could have been career ending. So when he catches a touchdown in the game, when he touched down the Super Bowl with an eye patch and he comes out like, 
wearing a pirate costume. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's yeah. going to be scenes in New York. It's going to well, be amazing. And Neil really hasn't been that bad. Obviously, no. he's hurt Cowboys now. Game. But I think uh, you guys agree or disagree. I think he's just gotten better every single game. Not by a huge margin. but it, yeah. yeah, exactly. Small baby size. A lot of similarities to Andrew Thomas's rookie season. Like, yeah. Look, you got a tackle coming into the league. You're a kid going against grown men. What do you expect? You expect exactly. him to just be perfect? Like, there's going to be an adjustment period. He's the high upside pick of all three of the elite tackles with right. him, Ika Maquano, Charles Cross, yep. that came out of the draft last year in the first round. He was that high upside and guy who's going to take, like, a little bit of time to develop. Him and Aquano, like, he's going to take a little bit of time to develop. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he switched between left and right tackle from time to time at Alabama. Um, takes a little time to develop on the back to the right side. And, I mean... This this NFC East alone is not devoid of many. I mean, it's not devoid of edge rushers. There's a lot of good edge rushers yeah. in here. Micah Parsons, Marcus Lawrence, <laughs> that he faced up against yep. that Cowboys game when he hasn't even played the Eagles yet. Um, they just got Robert Quinn, yeah. and then when they play the Commanders, Chase Young or Montez what Chase Young will be back soon. That's dangerous. So it's it's a tough test for him out of the gate. But I'm really confident in Evan Neal. But let's go back. Joe Shane ace the draft. Yeah. No. My point is that. If Joe Shane just aces every draft, you keep those draft assets, give it two more years, you're going to actually have young talent that you don't have to pay a boatload of money to because they're rookies, they're on rookie deals. And that's how you really win in the National Football League is you take advantage of guys when they're still on their rookie deals because you can have more and more of those guys. The second that they're due for a contract, some team's going to give them a fat fat load of money. You know what I mean? It's, it's just the way it is in the National Football League. You're going to get that big contract. So you want to take advantage when guys aren't getting paid a lot of money. I think Joe Shane, give him time. He said in an interview, uh, you know, he addressed the press. He's like, look, look, we're 6-2, and two, and you could tell that he meant that the team is overachieving, and just because of that doesn't mean you're going to all of a sudden jeopardize your future in order to maybe go one week further into the playoffs because let's be real, they're not going to win a Super Bowl this year as much as, as, much as we'd love to. They're not contending for a Super Bowl. They're going to get hopefully into the playoffs, and maybe they'll win a game or two, but you have to be realistic about that. Yeah, there was no reason for Joe Shane to do anything. Well, I, Tyler, we were talking about it. We yeah, were we walking bumped, out of Keenan literally, literally 10 minutes before the trade deadline. Yeah, we bumped into and each other. We, we both were saying, you know, they could make a move. They could go out and get a receiver. That would be nice. And then yeah. it's like, oh, wow, okay, they really want to do it. But the smart move was to not do anything outlandishly ridiculous like going out and getting a second or giving up a second round pick for Jerry Judy or Chase Claypool, that's just a waste of draft capital. That's a very valuable pick right. that this front office and this new regime is going to use to build on top of this already nice core that they Honestly, have. Honestly, they could draft a better receiver in that exactly, second round pick. Exactly. How good and, receivers and are. And they got nowadays. a third rounder out of Kadarius Tony, someone Amazing. who has barely played at all for the Giants. He showed signs of explosiveness but there's just no trust he barely played he he's out get him out of here he's they got a pick. third round pick for yeah. that that that's that was a pretty good deadline in my opinion for joe shane yeah i'd say joe shane did his job i wouldn't say a plus deadline because nothing really happened no not a plus but solid solid, B, solid, B. solid B. yeah solid B. very solid deadline didn't do anything wrong just necessarily set the tone just being like okay we're gonna evaluate. We're gonna evaluate all of our options. We're gonna do our homework on every single option. That being said, we're not gonna go overboard and, as you guys said, not mortgage the future for maybe a flash in the pan and getting to the NFC divisional or conference championship. I like the way that the Giants are operating right now. This is, as I said, the whole year I've been consistent with this. This roster is not very talented. 
I, I was a lot lower on the Giants than most um, going to the year. I'd say they were like a bottom three roster. I'd say they're a below average roster, but they've overachieved, as everybody knows. But they've done their jobs. There's no reason to sacrifice, you know, future assets for a possible second round exit. And guys are going to get healthy anyways, right? You think, mm-hmm. I mean, look, Kenny Galladay has not been Kenny oh. Galladay, but <laughs> you want another receiver to be healthy. And he gives you that. I'd take him over a practice squad, Marcus Johnson, yeah. in a heartbeat. I'd take anybody over Marcus Johnson. Right? He wants to play too. He ha- he's itching to play. Yeah. He's itching to get yeah. back in there. He he's Soon more he enthusiastic about his role. The Kenny Galladay redemption. And oh, then we have Richie James, who had actually performed well up until last week, in which two fumbles led to two turnovers. We'll we'll get into that yeah. later. But he that wasn't pretty. He was one of the reasons why the Giants lost. I want to talk about some more deals. Chase Claypool going to the Chicago Bears. You know, I think the main question is why didn't more contending teams like try to outbid the Bears, right? The Bears are not yeah. going to do anything in the playoffs. They're not going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So why didn't a contender go after Claypool? What do you guys think? I don't think that was a contender move to it be uh, but honestly, that was a futuristic move. Obviously, the Bears are not contending. Right. Chase Claypool's a young receiver still, though. Yeah. That's a nice option, a nice number two, in my opinion. He's not a number one. Yeah, He's a nice number two to have next to Darnell Mooney. And it, a red it'll, zone guy. Exactly. It'll open up opportunities for Justin Fields. And, that, and now uh, having established that Chase Claypool is this young receiver who's still who's still on the rookie deal, it Justin Fields... I think he will now explode. Maybe not explode, but he'll look a little sharper because he's, he's not going to be recently. constantly looking for uh, Mooney all the time. He's going to have somebody else to be there to to grab those passes. So I, I actually liked it for the Bears. Obviously, they're not going to win now, but maybe that move was not for right now. Yeah, I would like to. Yeah. yeah, I would say I would like I would have liked it a lot more for the Bears if they didn't give up a second round pick, considering the second yeah, round pick is high. extremely valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if they gave up like a fourth, I'd be fine with it. I'd probably grade it like an A minus or a B plus. Yeah. But I'm a little lower on this move for the Bears. I mean, I see both sides of it. I see that one. I think this marks that Justin Fields is their guy. This is a vote of confidence yeah. if I've ever seen one. That being said, um, Chase Claypool has not broken 900 yards in a single season yet, and I don't really, you, you know, how Chase Claypool is. His attitude's a little interesting, you know. I'm not sure. Like, I just, I'm not very high on Chase Claypool in general. I just don't really think he's as good of a receiver as a second round pick warrants. Um, Steelers, I mean, amazing business for the Steelers. Getting a second round pick out of Chase oh, Claypool yeah. is amazing business, especially considering how they are the best organization in football developing wide receivers this is amazing business so Steelers a plus but I'm I don't know how I feel about what the Bears I'm kind of low on this move I think it's very just it, it doesn't like move the needle that much but it's it, it's nice to see from an organizational standpoint that they believe in Justin Fields it's got the potential to move that needle Definitely though does. I would give it like you said for Shane I would give this you said B right not said B for, yeah, I would for give that. this a B minus because Claypool being there will they'll have the time to establish that connection between him and Fields and then who knows what happens maybe it's really good and then you have two really solid weapons and we could be having a different conversation of who Chase Claypool really is in this league yeah no 100% I think you just got this is one of the deals where you got to give it time Mm -hmm. you got to see a year from now how does it pan out does it mean that the Bears become a more desirable destination do they draft well do they build around because like you said Will it shows that they're committed to Justin Fields and that's a big deal now, on the other side of the NFC North, the Packers did not make a move for a wide receiver. 
Obviously, they've severely underperformed this year. With the departure of Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers hasn't seemed to gel well with the weapons that he has. And a lot of people were speculating that, hey, maybe they go out and and try to get a guy. They didn't get a deal done. I don't know what this says about the Packers, but it's just really interesting to see a a back-to-back MVP, back-to-back defending MVP in the position that he is now. Their window's been closed, and it closes even further. Uh, the Packers don't do anything for me. I've, I've historically on the show, I think I've said it a million times. I'm not high on the Packers. They're playoff chokers, and they don't seem like they care enough. Like th- this, this organization. If you look at the way this organization runs, the Packers, I feel like they just don't care enough to make that winning move. Like that, that move that puts you over the top. Like trading for a guy like. Um, like last year, I'm, I'm not going to say Von Miller, Von Miller, like maybe yeah. a Brandon Cooks. I'm not even saying this year because this year they're done. There's no chance in hell they do anything. Last year, I'm talking about last year when they were the number one seed in the NFC, and they the NFC looked pretty wide open. Obviously, the Rams were a powerhouse. Um, Bucks were in the conversation. Bucks were in a conversation. 49ers. 49ers, but you could say confidently if the Packers had one more weapon, they could go toe to toe with any of those teams. They didn't do that. Their number two was MVS, Alan Lazard. Like, that doesn't move the needle. I just don't – if I'm a Packers fan, I have zero confidence in Brian, Brian Gutenheist. Uh, Brian Gutenheist. 10 points, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In, the, in the Well, against the 49ers. Yeah, I'm saying, like, I'm going about. forward, I have no confidence in Brian Gutenheist to do anything right just because he doesn't show that he has the aggressiveness and the willingness to win and get a guy to, make, to elevate that team. They've gotten so close so many times, and now their window looks like it's closed, like sealed shut. It's just, it's a disappointment. It's another disappointing era of Packers football. You, you win one Super Bowl with probably a top five most top five quarterback of all time, and especially with some of those years, they could have easily won two or three. Let's so just, many of those exactly. Years it's a disappointment, and the Packers, their window's closed, and it looks like there's a new sheriff in town in the NFC North. The Vikings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who made a move? I was um, going to say. The Packers, though, yeah, you said it best, Tyler. Their, their window is closed. It's probably been closed since they lost to the Giants, honestly, because that's just when it all went downhill for them. They're playing Aaron's game, too. Like Aaron basically runs this team. Rodgers, he is this team. Yeah, Without Aaron Rodgers, what are the Packers? Cheeseheads. No. That's what they are. So <laughs> that, that that's what they are. They're they're just known for the cheeseheads. Without Aaron Rodgers at this point, with this roster that they have, no knock on anybody on that team. Like Jair Alexander and Aaron Jones, they have yeah, good Rashawn pieces, Gary, but they don't they got have pieces. A, yeah, they have pieces, but the the front office just they they haven't gone out and done anything. And Lafleur is a good coach. He is I a just good coach. Don't believe in any of the organizational. Maybe stuff. it's a transition. Maybe they're getting ready for Jordan Love. Maybe they see the end with Rodgers and they're like, you know what, we're they not going to invest him a new, new deal though. We're, no, but we're not going to invest. They, do they have any room to invest in anybody else other they're than Rodgers? So sorry, <laughs> that's the thing. The team is so uh, they, sorry. They're just going to let it let him ride out as a Packer for the rest of his career. Then pass the torch on to probably a 26-year-old Jordan Love at that point. So great business. I don't really know what the yeah. Packers are doing to be honest with you guys, but I didn't really anticipate a move from them, just because once they lost to the Giants and then and then they lose to the Jets the and then the Commanders yeah. three straight, just yeah. like that. It, they're they're pretty much in the tank now for this year, and um, the Vikings. That's a team that we got to talk about. For yeah, sure. you mentioned the new sheriff in town. Irv Smith goes down, and the Vikings go out and get T.J. Hawkinson, who is a he's a legit tight end. Spent with the yep, the elite Lions, tight elite tight end. What does this say about the Vikings? Because I think it says they're going all in. 
oh, they they are 100% all in. This is a team that's 6-1 and one with a brand new head coach and Kevin O'Connell. They look revitalized. I mean, Captain Kirk, it's Kirk Cousins, you know. Sunday quarterback. It's, exactly. He's he's Sunday 1 p.m. quarterback, best quarterback I've ever seen. Exactly. 8.20 p.m. quarterback, worst quarterback I've ever seen. Yep. So, you know, what what version of Kirk Cousins shows up in the playoffs, we'll see. Only time will tell. But this is a vote of confidence in that, front, in that offense. That offense is dangerous. You got Dalvin Cook, you got Justin Jefferson, you got Adam Thielen, now you got T.J. Hawkinson. And when Irv Smith comes back, that's a ba- great backup tight end. KJ Osborne, Madison. I mean, there's a loaded offense. That team is very, very good. And I, I like, I would say this is a nice move for the Vi- for the Vikes. Um, the Lions aren't going anywhere, so might as well trade DJ Hawkinson at his highest value right before next year is his contract year, playing on the fifth year option. This is a good business for both teams. I'd say can't be mad at it. It's interdivisional, so you know was not expecting it, but good business on both ends. Vikings, the rich get richer. I like the Vikings a lot this year. They're definitely one of the best teams. They're probably right behind the Eagles, in my opinion, in the NFC. Yeah. Maybe. Eh, that's a stretch. I like nah. the 49ers. I think they're better than the Rams, though. No, they're definitely better than the Rams. I, I like the 49ers. Their schedule has just been a little unfavorable. Yeah. They're um, a good team. I would say Eagles, Niners, Vikings. But they just they, they just went, they went right at it. They're not messing around. That offense, like you said, Tyler, is unbelievable. They're going to go for it. And I, they, as they should, this team is good. This is their window to their win. Windows now, exactly. It, it just and you got to go for it. And kind of, it was kind of, kind of nice. Irv Smith goes down. Uh, obviously, you don't want to see anybody yeah, get hurt. But T.J. Hawkinson comes uh, right off the board. And the inter, uh, the interdivisional thing, very surprising at first. But like you said, Tyler, too, um, the Lions aren't going anywhere, which is kind of sad because Hawkin. I viewed Hawkinson as part of like that core that was going to yeah. help. Push the Lions Hawks, forward, Swifty, Rob, especially with Jameson. hard knocks this year. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe this team actually just – this this team maybe actually, like, pushes over and gets gets over that hump. And yeah. now Hawkinson's gone. It, it, it just don't – it, it, so it had to happen, yeah, unfortunately. I was so close to jumping the gun after they beat the Commanders convincingly. I was like, I'm so close to jumping the gun saying, oh, the Lions are a sneaky playoff team. And I yeah. might have said it. I probably did. Um, they haven't won a game since, but you know, I said it that going forward. This is a team that is a quarterback and a couple pieces away from being legit because they have so they have, they have some core pieces. They have a really good offensive line. They have DeAndre Swift, an elite running back. Yep. They have two elite prospects as receivers. I'd say Amon Ra is up there as one of the better receivers in the NFL, and I'm really high on Jameson Williams. I think he'll be amazing. Um, their defense, I mean, it is bad. It's, it's, it needs a little help. Have, it's bad. Have some pieces to but work with. they'll have draft picks. They'll have a ton they, of draft uh, but picks. But what yeah. sucks is that they burned one of those draft picks on a very mediocre defensive player. Ooh. Jeff Okuda. Okuda. He's had a he, – I don't know. He's it, had, Maybe a bounce back, but he's had a good I don't year. know. As a, what was he, a third overall pick? Yeah, no, like, he's, yeah. he's been good this year. Like, need a little more out of him. I will say Okuda's <laughs> – Need ha- a little more. Okuda's having a, rece- a little you resurgence. So? A little resurgence? No, no, I've seen o- – Okuda's been good this I'm year. I'm not saying unload him. I'm just saying as a third overall nah, pick. He's, he's, he's been good this year. up there. <laughs> I, he hasn't been flashy, but that's a piece you can build on. I like what Jeff Okuda's done this year. Hutch has finally started to come into his own. They stood him up instead of playing him hand of the hand of the dirt. That's as you should. You should play him two two point stance. That's how he's comfortable, and he played really well um, last couple games. He had that three sack game earlier this season, and then I think he leads all rookies in sacks. So you know the. Vo- Lions are building something. I say it. The li- I'm I'm high on what the Lions are building. Don't know if Dan Campbell's the right guy for them, but you know I'm looking forward to what they build. Yeah, uh, 
you guys hit the nail on the head as per usual. A lot, a lot of cool stuff going on up north in, in, in the NFC. Uh, I do want to mention uh, a lesser talked about trade, Chase Edmonds uh, going to the Broncos just because he's a Fordham guy. I think it's worth mentioning that. On the other um, side of things, this is a pretty big trade. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, there, there are um, – We'll see how he does over there. Broncos are kind of a dumpster fire. Um, but before yeah. we move on, obviously Christian McCaffrey might be the the biggest trade acquisition. Uh, he and Bradley Chubb. In well, the Bra- Chase yeah. well, Bradley yeah. Chubb was part of that Edmonds trade. Yeah, it was a Bradley Chubb trade. I'm sorry, Chase. Yeah, this is a Fordham podcast. This is a, this okay. is, no, so it was, it was the, cha- it was the Chase so trade. Okay. Yeah, no, Chase. Chase sorry. Edmonds. Is I, had, I had to. I had, had to, to throw spin it. it out there. I had. I, he's I, taking the Broncos to the Super Bowl. Totally get Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Oh, yeah, they're riding the Fordham Ram over there for sure. What do you guys think about the Christian? I mean, the Christian McCaffrey move and how it's already paying dividends for the Niners. Um, CMC is amazing. Um, this is a great move for I'd say both teams. Uh, the Panthers obviously weren't going anywhere. They're not going to pay a running back that much money. Forty uh, Niners long term don't love this move. Short term love this move. That's how I describe it. Just goes right back to what you were saying though. Their window is right now. They, yeah. it, it's right now. You just added the most dynamic running back to the most dynamic offense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So that was a win. Now we're gonna go all in. We don't have to deal with Aaron Rodgers, even though we beat him every single time in the playoffs yeah. kind of scenario. They could legitimately give the Eagles a run for their money. Oh, I have absolutely. them right up there with them. The record obviously doesn't show it. They're four and four, but they've had such a tougher schedule than the Eagles. And they haven't been healthy yet. Yeah. They're starting to get healthy. Debo's back. Yeah. Trent Williams. Kittle is back. Kittle's missed a game, maybe two, but he's he's back. He's playing well. He's playing well, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this just since we're talking about the 49ers. Tom Brady would be open to playing with the 49ers. Imagine that. He's been saying that, that for at least that's been a rumor because that's where he grew up. Well, right? like just recently. I like read it oh, today. Oh, he said that. Really tough I guy. I heard mo- it today that he would be yeah. interested in playing for the 49ers. Real because tough look guy at the Bucs. So they even going to make the playoffs this year? Would Jimmy G back yeah. him up just like he did in New England? How funny oh, would that God. be? What happens with Trey Lance? Trey Lance. <laughs> their window opens. Who knows? Their, open, their window opens next year when Trey Lance is their starting quarterback. I say this. <laughs> Jimmy G, and the G stands for... Garbage. I don't trust him to lead them to the Super Bowl, but you know this is a this is. I mean, CMC's there for a couple more years. This is a nice move for both teams. If he um, stays on the field, if he stays on the field, it's really a great nice move. And an yeah. NFC exactly. that's as open as it is. Exactly. Right? They're gonna. I mean, the NFC's wide open. The NFC West is the wild, wild west. You know, the Cardinals aren't gonna do anything <laughs> ever. The Seahawks, Seahawks are sick. The Seahawks are amazing. The Rams are about to become a dumpster fire in the next two years because yep. they are looking. Bad. They McVay won their saw, ring, though. They won, yeah, they they got won, their, they won their ring, but what did it cost? It's like the Lakers, Everything. basically. It looks like the Lakers. But you know how they went to a Super Bowl? They had been building this for so long. Oh, so, like, yeah. how, that's the thing with football. Oh, you so can't, you just can't get too greedy with rings because yeah. what we saw with the Patriots is we may never see that again. We will, we will so, not. if you build something like the Rams did with Sean McVay and you really zero in on a core and you win, you, what else do you? What else? What else is there you to do? Other than win goal. again? Like, you, <laughs> come on. Job's finished. I think Aaron Donald will retire soon. <laughs> yeah, McVay said he might too. Yeah, he might so retire. Hang soon. him up at age forty. Exactly. Probably go be an executive somewhere. Sit upstairs. Definitely has he, the mind he, to do it. Yeah. So. He's gonna get paid a lot to be on Fox Sports. Just oh, talk. He's a great personality. Exactly. Yeah. He's gonna be. He's gonna be everywhere. See him in those commercials. Oh, oh yeah. The, which, oh, oh yeah. Campbell's soup or something. Cam- is it Campbell's where yeah. he does the big uh, the chest bump with the with the cubicle guy? Yeah, he's amazing. I love Sean McVay. 
awesome. But yeah, I mean the the Wild Wild West is wide open. So the 49ers, you know, looking forward to what they're building. I think they're they got something going. This is a very well-run franchise and mm-hmm. always they've always been contenders for the last couple of years. A couple of blips in the radar, a couple of years when they missed the playoffs, but that's life. Um I yeah, this is the top five team in football, I'd say, confidently. Would, the I'd Niners? Say, yeah, the Niners. I'd say confidently top five. Um, I don't know. They're close. It's just like the gap between like the top few teams. There's is, top three and then the, there's a couple I know. Others. It's yeah. just like, like I don't know if they, top three if they played the Bills. Like I just, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Super Bowl, we'll see. <laughs> Jimmy G, you're <laughs> on the clock. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that that's about it for the trade deadline. I mean, I know, Roquan Smith, of course, a, oh, a big move. Calvin Ridley. Calvin too. Ridley, Ridley was, was really interesting given yeah. the suspension. And, um, and one thing, too, with nice Bradley move. Chubb, I wanted to touch on it because I, oh, I yeah, read it this course, morning. Yeah. Bradley Chubb obviously got that extension. He's going to be with Miami for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Chubb was the third highest pass, pass rush win rate as an edge rusher this season with 27%, the mm-hmm. Dolphins ranked 21st in team pressure they percentage. Desperately need so him. this was probably the best trade for this specific team, in my opinion. Absolutely. Massive this impact move. This seriously could put them over the top. Again, it, the quarterback situation is what's going to hold this team back from I think competing with the I think Bills. two is a little bit better than like what I, I, like what I said like when I was like, oh, Jimmy's just going to hold the 49ers back. I don't think two is going to hold them back. I just think they're still a couple pieces away as a team. I still think that their offensive line's a little lacking. Um they're not great, but um, they are. They're, they're, this is a win now move. Tua is their guy. They're they're going forward with him, and I like what they're building. I really like what the. And the thing about this with the Dolphins, um, just one last thing about this trade. This is the last of the dividends of the Laramie Laramie Tunsil trade to the Texans. That, That's right. Guess yeah. what that netted them? Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Bradley Chubb. That's three elite players right there. Completely won the that trade. That is Laramie Tunsil's never gonna have to pay for a drink in Miami again. That is an amazing <laughs> trade for the Dolphins. They really built their franchise back up from that trade alone. And wow, they look they look good going forward. They're trending Ooh, up. Another trade. Forgot. Well, re- really quick, really quick. Because it wasn't too big, but it makes so much sense for Deadline this team. Talk matters more now. <laughs> Naheem Hines. Ooh. Oh yeah. Fifth most yeah. receiving yards by running back since his rookie year in twenty eighteen. That is something the Bills desperately needed. Mm-hmm. Devin Singletary, solid back, not that guy that you want receiving. First now and second you, down back, yeah. Yeah, now you, have a, now you have a nice dual threat behind Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I really liked that trade, and that was probably one of the – that was probably what a top three trade for me. Really under the radar. I wasn't really – It was like one of the last yeah. ones. Though, yeah, it was, it was la- I think it was the last the trade. The last trade, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even – I don't even know. Oh, Zach Moss went the other way. Yep. A couple, mm-hmm. Like a pick. Yeah. I mean, good for the Bills. They got another guy. Another weapon in that unbelievable offense. That team, that team is ridiculous. They are so good. Um, I like the Hines trade. Calvin Ridley might be my favorite trade of the deadline, though. Um, just for the Jaguars, the Falcons. You know, that's like an that's an F. Uh, well, Falcons got well, nothing for it. Well, it opens the door for Drake London. They're obviously putting a lot, a lot of chips I mean, on it's the not table like for him. Calvin Ridley wasn't playing this year. Yeah, though. but if he came back, London's number two behind Ridley. Right, but I mean, it just makes Desmond Ritter's life that much easier. Because Mariota's not the guy going forward. I'm assuming Ritter is. That being said, I mean the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence has no excuses next year. I mean, talk about it. Like he, he has. He just got himself a premier number one receiver, a top fifteen receiver when he's on his game. Um, you got Christian Kirk in the slot. Travis Etienne looks like an elite running back. They that offense is looking explosive. 
Trevor Lawrence, you're on the clock. As I say, you know, you don't have any more excuses. He's looked a little bit lackluster the last couple weeks. After starting the year so hot, he looks so good to start of the year. He's looked a little rough recently. So I want to see how that one goes. Yeah, no, I mean, we could literally talk trade deadline like, for years. For years until next year's trade deadline, right? We have a whole one on one show about it. Right, yeah, we got exactly. a segment tomorrow. Especially with a four hour show tomorrow. Speaking of, tune I'll in. be on there. Yeah, tune, tune on. Tyler, Tyler Hugh will be all over it. Four hours. Uh, if yeah. you can't get enough of Tyler, you yeah, will yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you will tomorrow. You'll hear me talk for years. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to wrap up in a little bit. Quickly want to touch on Jets, Giants, and then we can do some rapid fire picks. Uh, Giants lose their first game in a while at Seattle couple tough turnovers just real quick from each of you what's the biggest key for the giant season with two winnable games coming up after the bye take advantage of this bye take a break you have you were six and one going into last week you smashed expectations and you got you you got it given to you on Sunday. That's okay. That's what happens. 27-13, Jones didn't play that well. Saquon didn't play that well. Their best receiver was Slayton, 66 yards. It's okay. You have you have rough games. This was just not their game. Probably a good game to go in on the bye and you, well, just like re-energize. Re-energize a little bit. Get hungry. You have two you have two winnable games coming out of the bye. Go first go the first 10 weeks, or 11 weeks technically of the season, but the 10 weeks of the Giants season, 8 and 2. Whoa. Oh, absolutely. I'm taking that every day. Really not too concerned with this loss, though. I'm not too worried about this loss either. Seahawks are a good team. It's on the road, first of all. On the road. Tough environment. Lumen, Lumen, whatever you want to call it. CenturyLink. Very tough. Very tough place to play. Probably one of the toughest in the league. And this is a Seahawks team that got better after the Russell Wilson trade. Geno Smith is a better quarterback. They're a really, really good team. Kenneth Walker is a stud. Tariq Woolen. They had the best draft class in football last year, arguably. Them and the Jets. That's a good team right there. That's and a really good Jamal team. Jamal Adams too. Yeah, Blitzboy doesn't still do much. good. <laughs> yeah, I know, but still. I'm like, kidding. That's that, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a tough loss, and they still got better. They're just next man up. That team is really good. Can't be mad at it. Going no. to Dubai, get healthy, get some rest. Um, take care of food for the next two weeks before that Cowboys game. Yeah, simple as that. I like what the Giants are doing this year, though. Obviously, so I can't really complain about much. Yeah, just win those next two games. Go eight and two heading into Dallas, and then you take care of that game get a really big win on the road you get 10 days rest and then you have a couple you play the commanders twice in december that magic number which i think is 10 wins to get to the playoffs you're inching closer and closer so mm-hmm. that's the key jets lose a tough one to the patriots at home yep. uh they haven't beat the patriots in like five or six years everyone thought this might have been the one that turned the oh, tide after the, the pats one. got killed by the bears on monday night football before patriots still have their number uh, a lot of questions for the jets here they have a really tough one against Buffalo. What do you do if you're the Jets? Um, teach Zach Wilson how to read the field, how to stand in the pocket and not be scared. Uh, teach Zach Wilson how to throw the ball away. Teach Zach Wilson a lot of things. Zach Wilson, I'm sorry. Like, I want to believe in the guy. <sighs> he is not good at football. Like, he he made a lot of very questionable throws, obviously, the last couple of weeks. The Broncos game, he looked terrible. This game, he looked even worse somehow. I mean, I don't know what to do. Like, this team, this roster to me is a top 10 roster in the NFL. I think they're, they've built something so good over there in, um, with the Jets. Joe Douglas has killed it. Robert Saul is a really good coach. Love what they're building. Obviously, you lose Brees Hall. That's a killer. You get James Robinson. Downgrade, but, you know, still a very good back, very solid back. Zach, this all hinges on Zach Wilson, man. And he hasn't shown me anything to, like, believe that he's that guy. See, I like, I like Wilson. 
I, I see a lot in Wilson. It's only year two. It's only year two. He threw for 355 yards. I know he threw three picks. I know he looks a little lost out there. But 20 for 41, Garrett Wilson had six receptions for 115 yards. Tyler Conklin, six receptions for uh, 79 yards with two touchdowns. Denzel Mims, it just he just needed two receptions for 76 yards. Zach Wilson can sling it. He can definitely sling it. Like I said, second year. It's his second year in the NFL. Right. Give this kid some time. Personally, though, they did not address the running back situation the best way they could have. No knock on James Robinson. Solid back, like you said. Ooh. 17 yards, though. Five rushes. They could not get anything. No oh, running back on that going. team had over 30 yards. They could not move the sticks unless they, they, they were forced to. To have Wilson throw the ball. I mean, who else would he have traded for? Because this is a—that's the thing. That's the, this Cam is a Akers, short. Maybe I don't know. Uh, no, this is a short. This is a short-term fix because Brees is going to be back next year. Of course, and, but I—I I mean, like maybe Kareem Hunt. I was just talking about for this game in general. Oh yeah, they no. did not. And I say they didn't do enough because they don't have any op- other opportunities to right, get they're another. Very back. shorthanded. They're, so their offensive lines cooked. Too. Yeah, they're, they they. I know it may be a little rash to say it's like, oh yeah, they made one trade and they played one game, and you're saying well that they didn't do enough. Th- that's fair, but at the same time, there's no more time to make any more moves, and I. That's why they lost that game. That's why they only put up 17 points when their quarterback had 355 yards and three interceptions. Yeah. I'm sorry. That, but that also too. They they're for, he was forced to throw the ball. He had 41 attempts. A lot of pressure. 41 attempts. Well, simple. There were that. only he, 12 carries between Carter and Robinson right. all game. Long. What worries? I mean, I. Oh, I could talk about this for years, so I won't. But like, I'll just say Zach Wilson worries me a lot. There's a lot of, a lot of fixable stuff, and there's a lot of stuff that he needs to like learn how to play football. Just like learn basic football IQ, and he doesn't really have that right now. It scares me a yeah. lot. A lot to work on for the Jets. Hey, if they can keep it close with the Bills, that's all you can ask for at this point. We're coming up on the end of the show. I want to do rapid fire picks. We don't need to explain it. I'm just going to say the game, and we're going to say who we each pick. We're going to it's rapid fire. I'm fire ready. away. Colts, Patriots, at uh, Patriots. Where is that at? Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. I'll take the Pats in that. Chargers at Falcons. Ooh, Ooh. that's tough. That's Chargers. actually tough. Chargers. Give me the Falcons. I like the Falcons in that. We got Dolphins visiting the Bears. Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. Of course. Uh, Panthers, Bengals at Cincinnati. That's a seven and a half favorite. Panthers, Bengals. Cincy. Yeah. No, no, Jamar. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Are we believers in PJ Walker? PJ Walker's him, man. I mean, I think I think Cincinnati go, bounces yeah, back. I'm going after with Cincinnati. Week, huh? yeah. I'll go with <laughs> Cincinnati, but like PJ Walker's him. Just look at that throw of the year, by the way. Yep. Throw yeah. Of the year. Oh yeah. What was that? DJ Moore completely blew it. For yeah. Him, no, no, man. no, no, no. I, I'm not gonna blame it on DJ Moore when the kicker can't make Keep two your basic helmet kicks. Yeah, no, but dude, Keep like you gotta have on. discipline. When you when you, when you, that much, when you, you make to... one of the coolest catches and one of the coolest plays of all time, and you should be able to kick to win. a 40 yard extra point. You should yeah. be able to showboat. <laughs> you should be able to showboat a little bit. But you're not. That's the problem. Showboating is. You tied the game. You didn't win. You're in the NFL. You got to know the rules. It was cool. I liked it. And they lost. Sounds like the kicker should have made kicks. A kick that he shouldn't have had. Okay. All right. Uh, Packers at Lions. Oh, Packers at Lions. Give me the Lions. Gotta go with the Packers. Give me the Lions, man. They're both so miserable. The fact that yeah. the Packers are only three and a half point favorites against the That's Lions crazy. is hysterical, but we'll still go with the Packers. I'll, Give me Detroit football. I'll take the Packers in this, but it, it's not because there's that much better. Let's Bills at Jets. Bills. Bills by like seventeen minus eleven, 11 and a half. Yeah, Bills, they'll cover. Bills, yeah, Bills. thirty-one fourteen. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Vikings at Commanders. 
Oh, that's Vikings. gonna be a fun game. Vikings. Fuck. Just kidding, it won't. Vikings. Commanders. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Home. Bridge Gotham. Whoa. They're on a heater. See you guys key. next week. Taylor Heineke, baby. <laughs> I'm telling three you, they've game won three in a row. He three game loves winning streak. Heineke. There's three oh, in a row. Loves Heineke. All right. Here's a game nobody's gonna watch. The Raiders are visiting the Jaguars. Jaguars. Uh Give, give me, me the Jaguars. Give me uh, the Raiders just had one of the worst losses I've ever seen. I'll take in the Jaguars. Give me the Raiders. Okay. Seahawks at Cardinals in the later window. Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, I, Seahawks. I would take the Seahawks. Sweep. Even though it's in Arizona. Arizona doesn't that have is, fans. The, Vegas well is too. obviously, they're not completely sold on the Cardinals right now. Bring they're the minus Browns. two favorites on Friday right now. And that's at home. At home, yeah. I don't think Vegas is totally set on the Cardinals winning that game. All I right. mean, sweep. Give me the Seahawks. <laughs> Here's a game that the uh, schedule makers probably thought was the game of the year: Rams at the Bucks. Bucks Rams, get three points. The, the Bucks just—they have not looked any what uh, any any uh, so impressive. I don't even want to watch that I game. I think the Rams, and that's either. so sad because yeah. that is like a, that like that game last, last year was so fun, especially two years ago would have been like whoa, like that's wow, the game. everyone's yeah. we tuning saw it in. last year in the playoffs. It was amazing, and now yeah. it's a four twenty-five slate. Well, so sad. CBS bought that slot, but you know, give me the Rams. I'll take the Bucks. I th- I don't it's know. I so, can't see so it. uninspiring. The forty-two and a half. I can't over see Tom Brady too. dropping the three and six. Like that just almost seems impossible. Father times catching up with the boy. Yeah. Uh. All right. Sunday night football. Titans at Chiefs. Chiefs. Indisputable. Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. Cool. Yeah. And Monday night we have Ravens at Saints. Give me the Ravens. I don't really like this spread either. Yeah, Minus weird, two and a half. Weird, I think yeah. the Ravens should be a lot higher than that. Yeah. Big trust. Whoa. Whoa. Ravens easy. That's right. Yeah, I'll That's take right. the Ravens on that. I have him starting this week. And oh, that, yeah. Need it. That wraps up our predictions for week nine, which marks the halfway point of the NFL season. I can't wow. even believe it. Woo! It feels like what we're a, just getting started here. What a weird season. Here. Unbelievable. We keep talking about, wow, great start for the Giants. Well, I mean, now you could say it's a great season for the great Giants. First great first half. first yeah. half. Let's look at exactly. it that way. Yeah. Let's look at it that way. Um, so that'll do it for our show today. Uh, special thanks, Will Talent and Tyler Hugh, for joining me today, talking all things NFL heading into Week 9. Giants will be back on next weekend hosting the Texans. The Jets, of course, will host the Bills this weekend. Two really fun games. I think the Giants will have a shot at the Texans. They should. That's a game you should win. Win that. You beat the Lions. You're back in the driver's seat. So for Will Talent and Tyler Hugh, I'm Bridge Gotham saying so long. Enjoy this weekend of football, and uh, yeah, go Giants and Jets. Let's enjoy this New York football.